Alan Waters is a director, designer, and producer that has run the gamut from regional to off-Broadway and found himself snugly in an office chair editing projects like this podcast. He's also the managing artistic director of Dimly Wit Productions, a multimedia production company specializing in podcasts, virtual productions, and mistakes. You can find out more by visiting dimlywit.com or following at dimlywitproductions on Instagram. Here we go, it's podcast time, podcast o'clock, it's podcast time, but it's a dangerous one, there's no Megan again, and we'll, I'm going to I'm gonna have a real close look at the analytics and see if that's a good thing or a bad thing, and if she's dragging us down, Alan, if she's dragging us down, I'm going to kick her off the podcast. I wasn't sure if I was actually here or not yet, so I was trying to be quiet. No, you're here, you're here. It's Great. just me and you. Hey, it's just me and you. There's not even the audience. Don't even worry about them. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't see anybody out there, so. I see Archie over there, but he's asleep. He's not listening to me, and Megan's not in the room, so like. Yeah, and I don't have a window in here, so I'm just in a dungeon. <laughs> That's a bad place to be. You could, it could be zombies outside. You don't know. I absolutely could. I come in here at like, you know, 11 a.m., and then when I leave, it's dark in the rest of the house, and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go back in. Terrifying. This is Dress for the Podcast You Want. It's a podcast about success. My name is David. My co-host, Megan Greener, is not with us today. Not with, she's, she is still with us. She is not with me today, um, but she sends her love and affection. And our guest is Alan Waters. Hello. Hi, Alan Waters. Man, what a podcast week it's been. I know, right? I don't know. It could be fun. The reason we don't have Megan right now, but we do have Alan, is that we had to call a quick audible on some podcast stuff. We had an episode that we recorded that the audio didn't come out well on the guest end. Not my fault. Not David's fault. Um, not the guest's fault either. It's just technology. It stinks. Um, but we really liked that episode, but we didn't think it was good enough quality to release. So uh, we pulled Alan in as an audible and said Alan was supposed to be in a couple of episodes from now but he's the he's the he's the man who runs it all podcast wise so he's always easy that you're easy alan thank you i uh i saw something <laughs> just earlier today that actually was like you never want to have the producer on the podcast and i was Oops. like well we're doing it let's go why why don't you want to have the producer on the podcast because uh i was listening it was basically saying like whenever someone's listening to a podcast and they get to an episode that the producer's there it means their guest just like shit out on them oh well that's exactly what happened so yeah 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 and so it the other thing it was like you never want the the producer to call you being like hey can you be a guest because that means someone more important than you rescheduled well he's not just the producer He's also the only person to ever make an appearance on the podcast three times. That's true. And so, three like, wildly different parts of my life. Yay, I can't wait. We'll get into that. I want to complain about something first because I thought you'd have a hot take on this. I'm I'm ha- I'm here for it. Let's let's hear it. I was thinking about this earlier. You know, and you know how this is a thing I hate is when um theater people when it's when it's football time or it's the Super Bowl is coming around and theater people are like, Oh, sports ball, yeah. And like you know, sort of like they almost like brag that they don't know anything about sports. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. about that. Have you do you do that? Are you one of those? I, I, I was that for a while, even though like it's funny. Like I grew up with sports. I'm a southern boy, like that that was football was like life. Um and I played sports most of my life too. But then there got to a certain point in college that everybody else was like, ah, sports ball. And so for a while I was like, Yeah, sports ball. I don't pay attention. Um but I do have all of my favorite teams. I haven't been paying attention recently lately. So I've just been like, like someone's like, like you told me you were like, 
the big games this weekend. I can't do D and D. And I was like, what big game? And I yeah. had no idea that like the Super Bowl was happening. Well, but and that's that's one level of it, right? That's that's a step above people who theater people who actively go. I choose to be ignorant about this and right. make that a part of my personality. And I was wondering if do you think do you think athletes and sports people do that about theater? Do you think when theater people are like the Tonys are coming up and and then and then their football friends are like, oh, the big theater show is going to be on now. I I hope that this doesn't sound like a dick thing to say, but it's probably going to. I think they don't care enough oh. to do that. Like that's oh. the, that I think that that ends up being cuz I'll say I don't think many people who are also are like Tony Award winners are the ones who are out here being like, "Ah, sports ball." Oh, like that's they fair. they just don't have the brain width to make that capacity of like, "Oh, I care enough about this thing to put it down." That's it's the weirdest thing because, like, you have to care enough about something that, like, you can fully hate it enough to pretend that you don't know anything about it. Maybe that's the difference is that the theatrical crowd uh, more commonly has uh, an empathy that can turn into bitterness versus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, also, we get paid wildly different salaries. So, like, I, I get on the other side, like, if I'm in the NFL, I would never worry a day in my life about what's happening with the Tonys. And I would never talk about it because like oh my god i just got three million dollars and and my head punched and you know you have brain injuries yeah (laughs) all right i hope i've alienated both sides of this podcast audience let's move on to the real thing it's podcast time it's podcast time everybody on the train it's podcast time i'm gonna do that next time i'm on the subway which i haven't been in a year instead of showtime i'm gonna go what time is it? Podcast time. Podcast time. Podcast time. Podcast time. And then everybody will move away from you and you'll have plenty of seats to yourself. Or they'll go, I what is a podcast? That's fair. Um, I still am surprised how many people I don't understand. This is one. Yeah, this is a podcast. You you're hearing it on the internet. You know, it's not on the radio. I wish. I wish it were, you know, we're on iHeartRadio, but that's not radio. That's not real radio. That's fake radio. Yeah. No, don't gatekeep radio. If that if that wants to be radio, that can be radio. Let's do the podcast now. All right, let's do Alan, it. Alan. David. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Uh, yes. You more than anyone else knew that question was coming, and it still seemed to really catch you off guard. It's not so much as like off guard as much as like it is something that I still struggle with saying that I'm successful. Hmm. Um. I guess it's like an acceptance factor more so than being caught off guard. I wonder about this. On a scale of one to 10, how successful do you feel right now? Five. Wow. That's really just barely making the mark, huh? Yeah, I I think- You got to be like 5.1 or something. (laughs) No, I think it's five because like I think it's a a river dance, man. You, you You never know where you're going. You're just towing that line. I don't think that's the phrase that you meant or the it's, metaphor that you intended to It's for sure conjure. not, but I'm I'm going I'm steering into it. You know what they say about river dancers, they don't know where they're going at all. They just get up there and their feet yep. kick over. It's like their they're possessed. Feet. And then they get off stage and they're like, "Oh my god, where have I been for the past 3 minutes?" And it's like, "You just you just did a whole routine to Cotton Eye Joe." I had a criminal's feet surgically implanted under my feet and they're making me kill people. <laughs> oh my god. I think I also just mixed river dance and clogging together, but you know Yeah, it's the same thing. Nobody knows the difference. <laughs> oh, you got your big dance number going on. You're gonna do one of those dances with your feet. Oh man. What's making you feel 
what's what's inching you into the successful side of the spectrum right now? I you know I I think everything that we've been doing over this past year with Dimly Wit has been great. It's been like we've been really really busy and largely everything that we've been doing I can say that like I'm I'm pretty proud of what ended up being there. And it's like those are the things that make me feel a modicum of success. The thing that drags me down is that I'm constantly like, all right, I don't think we're to the point that we want to be yet. Um, and so like I keep moving, honestly, I keep moving that, that end goal down the line. So I think that's part of why I'm at a five. Cause if I'm ever at a seven, it means that I'm too close to my end goal and I need to move it a little bit further. What's your end goal? I mean, right now our end goal is to get to a point where we're profitable as a company and that like Rachel and I aren't just working without pulling in a paycheck. Like, it's not like we're, we're in a place that like, you know, bills get paid, but we're not, you know, I'm, I'm not able to go to the bank and be like, yeah, this is what I make from my job. So that's not the real end goal, right? That's sort of the next right, milestone that's the, almost, the, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, I, I, I'm subbing an end goal for what a milestone should be because I don't know, and it's hard to like envision an, an end goal right now because like where my end goal for last year was wildly different than my end goal now. And it's mm. because we've been able to do different kinds of projects. Like I've gotten to, I've learned in the past year how to edit video from scratch. Just like I had a project and I was like, I want to do this thing. We are shut down. I don't know how to do it, but no one else is going to do it. So I'm going to learn how to edit this video. And now I'm working on, you know, essentially feature length films. And I'm like, this is, this is insane how, how far we've come. Um, on, on that side, like on the producing side, man, I've got so many series that I still want to pitch and actually get picked up that are small form things. But um, I keep finding I, I'm like constantly on Indeed and other things applying for jobs that I can like take to work around this and make money. And I find that they don't take me that seriously because they see most of my resume at this point for my producing work is stuff that has my name on it also. Mm. So they, they feel like well, he can do his own work, but that doesn't mean he's actually answering to anybody. So now I'm like, great, I need somebody else to produce this series that I have an idea for so that I can show I can work for other people too. You can also put my name on literally anything. And I'm going to just go ahead and give that as a blank check across the board. To, and basically anyone listening is like, if you have my phone number and my email address, you can put it on your resume. I will I will be a reference for anyone. Anybody? Anybody. You have to what you have to all you have to guarantee is that either you're going to let me know that you're doing it so that I can be prepared or if they make a call, they have to they have to be like we're calling about this person. We're calling about Alan, right? They can't right. Just be like, well, obviously they would do that. They would never just call and be like we're calling about a random We're calling about a person. Can you tell us about their work? <laughs> Did they do a good job? And I'm like, who wasn't that? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I saw a post the other day. I got excited about it. It was like for an executive producer for a podcast. And I was like, well, wouldn't you know, we do that thing. And then I looked at the post and it was like, hey, if you join our Patreon at this $30 a month tier, we'll say that you're an executive producer and you can put it down on a resume. And if anybody calls, we'll tell them that you're an executive producer. Great. And I was like, that's cool. But at the same time, if they have any questions whatsoever like great what kind of work does he do um what great does he work. look like no 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 this is we're gonna workshop this we're gonna work because this is this is gonna work i'm gonna start a business now that has anonymous people like you obviously we wouldn't advertise who it is but like that would just be like references so like you all right you call me and you're the business and i'm on my business 
be in references and you you let's do this here we go great yep yep i don't know uh hi yes uh is is mr rogers there uh yes this is mr stephen rogers how can i help you hi mr stephen rogers um i am just calling about uh a reference uh david andrew laws put down that he's worked for you for uh 17 years is that correct oh that is correct yes Yes, oh. David's great, actually. I was just, just, just thinking about him and the work he does the other day. Oh, excellent. That's great. Um, could you tell me a little bit about his work? Um, you know, what's his kind of design thesis that that he has with you? It's a it's a very open one. I'll say that. It's a real when when I talk when I think about the design thesis that David has, it's the word open is what springs to mind. He's a great collaborator and he's very positive and warm. Honestly, I just wanna God, I just wish you were here to I could hug him. I just want to give him a big smooch right on the right on the mouth. Oh wow, that's great. He sounds like a, a wonderful guy. Um, could you tell me, <laughs> is he more of a morning person or, or a night owl? Neither. He's he's both. He's uh, he's anytime you want him, he'll be there. Actually, I'm finding the fatal flaw flaw in my own plan right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm gonna sign someone up for something. I'd have to get some details, some real like right. Like you, it's like all right, cool. Submit this whole portfolio to us about who you are and what you want us to say and then we got you but that just seems like more work than it's we don't want it to be work i don't want the american dream all right what do you want to be when you grow up this this is really this is not tangential this is from that other question about the end goal and the and the thing do you ever think there's going to be a one thing you want to do yeah i i would literally kill to be a tv uh producer don't say that on my podcast. Like I, you know what, guys? If you ever see my name on a NBC show and you haven't heard from David in a while, oh, I made a trade. And I a made a trade. One at that. <laughs> to be a TV producer, like like of of a show that you create, or like of just like a show you believe in, or I mean, I I think certainly in the starting process, I would love to do something that I create, or at least have a part of the creation process. But on the other side of it, yeah, I eventually I would love to just work on, you know, sitcoms is my bread and butter in terms of anything that ever like makes me feel whole. Hmm. I would love to be a producer for sitcoms. Um, and that's that's hard today because like sitcoms are they're pretty much on their way out oh. in in terms of like, really? I mean, look at what's on TV. They're <laughs> not as much about the situational comedy as they are actually focusing on real life and real problems. It's the no longer Big Bang Theory ran for 140 years. What are you talking about? I, you know, I think that was the last like big live show sitcom or live audience sitcom. I mean, oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think Mom on CBS had a live audience, but they also just you know got canceled. So uh, Mom, someone called their show Mom. Yeah, it was um. Um, I think it was Anna Ferris and uh, Catherine Seagal. Did it like stand for something or was it just like? Mm. No, it was about like Catherine Seagal being her mother. Huh. Yeah. You know, it, this, it's the, that's the thing. I'm like, come on, give me a job because apparently it's not that hard to pitch a very basic situational comedy. I mean, you know, and then you got shows out here also. I mean, honestly, I'd love to do something like Riverdale just because yeah, you would. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I've been such a fan of that show in its absolute trash television. But like there's so many things that I'm just like, oh, my God, I'd love to do this because they just walk into that writer's room, throw as many things on the table as possible. And they are just like, great, pick all of that up and write all of it. 
Yeah. And then we're good. All right. What do you have for me in the writer's room? Well, we've got this plot that does this and this subplot that does that. Is it sexy? What? Is it sexy? I mean, it's kind of... Make it sexy. Go. Is there trauma? There's trauma? Great. Can he have sex in the shower afterwards? Excellent. I Let's go. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well... It's crazy how much sex in showers happens on that show. It's just like, oh, goodness. They did it. They do have a different high school experience than I did. For real. Like, I, I mean, his dad got shot, and then 30 minutes later, spoilers. he's in the shower. It's just oh. like, come on. Alan, don't spoil a TV show I'm never going to watch. <laughs> At this point, I would tell you not to. That's Three- how Alan kills me to get his uh, pact with the devil to become a TV producer is by making me watch Riverdale. <laughs> Yep. It's like, all right, I need you to watch Riverdale and then Sabrina. Oh, yeah. The same people who like that like that. Well, it's the same producing team. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, I'm, They've got Riverdale, Sabrina. Um, They had Katie Keene for a season, and um, now they've got Nancy Drew. I can't talk. I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. Yeah, that's a, that's a show. F- I mean, honestly, it's a good show for a while. And then uh, for a while, it's just like, what is this? It's it's. Sexy blacklist set in the Marvel universe, and that's all I need. Well, at some point, it stops being in the Marvel universe. Like Don't... it's still it's still Marvel, but like at some point, they just decided this isn't Marvel anymore, which is all super right. weird to me. Now, all right, we have to. If we keep talking about it, I am gonna stop and go watch it. So great. Hi, I'm David, and I'm Liz. Hey, Liz, are you schmat? I'm pretty schmat. Are you schmat? Not as schmat as I'm going to be after I listen to an episode of Learn a Little. Learn a Little? That's a stupid podcast for smart people. It sure is. Every episode, Liz and I each take a random Wikipedia article and teach the other person about it. We could be learning about anything, from the politics of West African islands to Olympic gold medalists from New Jersey. Then we quiz each other to see who wins each episode and who gets to wear the crown of schmat. So far, I have not yet won. So come laugh along and learn a little with new episodes every other Friday. Hosted by Dimly Wit and Background Joys, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Learn a little, a stupid podcast for schmat people. <laughs> schmat. <laughs> Let's let me ask you this. How's your success in your relationship with other people? You got you didn't have you got some stuff that you didn't have last time. I I certainly have some stuff that I didn't have last time. Um I think my, you know, if we're going to do this scale of one to 10, I'd say that it depends on the person, but largely I'd say, you know, seven, Feeling seven. successful, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've got, I got married, married, which was great. Um, and then I, I think what happens and I correct me if I'm wrong, cause you've gone through this also. I feel like what happens is right after you get married, you spend a lot of time with that significant other and you don't necessarily see as many friends for a little bit. Hmm. Granted, I got married during a pandemic and yeah. I live far away from everybody now. Yeah. But and so like I think relationship wise, right? Rachel and I are great, but I haven't seen or talked to as many friends as often as I'd like, um, and that kind of sucks. So I feel like I could be a better friend. I could do better there. 
Do you think, I mean, what, what part of that do you think is marriage and what part of that do you think is pandemic? Do you really think it's, it's because I would, if I were in that situation, I would entirely chalk that up to pandemic, but you're saying you think part of that's because of the marriage? Um, I think part of it is because of marriage entirely because like Rachel and I have had a difficult time of figuring out how marriage is any different for us than the rest of our relationship because sure. our entire relationship, we've lived together. Yeah. We were roommates before we started officially, you know, officially dating. Oh my God, they were roommates. Yeah. We were we were roommates. Um, and, and weird enough, her dad the other day on a Zoom call uh, was talking to her and like other family. He thought we were dating like almost a year before we were actually dating. Oh. And Rachel was like, I don't know why he knew that. And it was like, well, it's because Rachel, I wanted to fucking be with you. Aww. Um, that's the weirdest thing that she didn't know for so long. Um, you're gonna have to talk to her about that. But I will talk to her about what she wants to talk about. Thank you. And she's going to be like, yeah, I totally knew. I just was over here playing Scrabble. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, it's it's been trying to figure out how to navigate that for us and also navigate the fact that, like, we're married and also business partners. And so we have to try to, like, divide that time of now this is work relationship and now this is personal relationship, yeah. which is a, that pandemic super makes hard because, like, we work three feet from where we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. So, eh. what 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 has what has become different since you've gotten married? Like you you said, you weren't sure what's different for you now that you're married. I think one of the largest things that I've seen different now that we've gotten married is uh, it it no longer feels like we're working towards a next step. Um, mm. because like you know. In a relationship up until the marriage point, there's always something that's there. And like we know that we want to have kids at some point, but we also know that we don't want to have kids for long enough that it's not something in our mind. Mm. Um, so it, right now it kind of feels like we're at a plateau of things are great. It's just like, well, what do we do here? It's something of a holding pattern because that was going to be my next question was was – and and was going to give you the caveat of not needing to put it out there if you didn't want to, but kids are kids are sort of the next step. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's something that my parents already for years are like, you know, when are we getting grandkids? Oh, yeah. Southern people. I and know it. Man. Yeah. Like, I, 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 actually, as far as my parents know, and I know they're not going to listen to this, so it's fine. We we told my parents we don't want to have kids. Hmm. We just straight up were like, we don't want kids. We're never going to have kids. Um, Just so they'd quit asking. Hmm. It didn't work. It, it didn't work. The other day, my mom sent me a name and she was like, this would be so cute for a boy. Ha ha. Just saying, LOL. Just kidding. And I was like, wow, could you kidding. be a little more obvious? <laughs> I want you to really double down on that, Alan. I want you to be like, I, we fucking hate kids. And I want you to like keep it going as long as you can. I want you to have your first child and be like, ew, what is this fucking thing? What is this thing? <laughs> Get it out of here. This I guess sucks. you're a grandparent now. There, are you happy? And then go to your room and listen to your music. Yeah. God, this kid, feed it and then go listen to Fall Out Boy. Yeah. I'm going to have to change like simple plan lyrics. So instead of like being angry at my dad, I'm angry at my kid. There you go. Children just don't understand. <laughs> it's a whole new generation of like emo. <laughs> you just don't get it, kids. I brought you into this world and that was probably a bad decision on my part because we've only got like eight more years left before irreversible climate change. So fuck me, right? This isn't a phase. This is just who I am now. Yeah, this is, yeah. I'm a millennial. This is just who I am. Uh, yeah. That's going to be the thing is like, also, that I, I, once we start figuring out kids, like when we're going to do that, it's also like, all right, how do I 
be different from my parents, but also how, like, I want to do the things they did right, right, and avoid the things they did wrong. But at the same time, it's accepting within myself, I'm gonna fuck things up because that's what ends up creating the personality of a kid. Like, it's it's the mistakes and the successes. So, you know, that's something that's like far off in my brain that I haven't gotten to yet, but um, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, I'm gonna be a perfect dad. I, you know, yeah, you know, I might wake up one day and be like, oh my God, those white New Balance are kicking and I'll, I'll be able to suit up in the middle-aged dad uniform. I'm going to have the shorts that are just slightly too short, but also cargo shorts somehow. I'm going to have the Hawaiian shirt on. Cargo shorts are fantastic and I won't hear any slander against them. I, I, it's not that I hate cargo shorts. They're I, so I convenient. Like... You could keep an energy bar in there. You could keep a screwdriver in there. I don't like shorts at all. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, like, who does? Um, that's all, man. That's the one thing that I haven't had to deal with in a year is like New York in the summer. It was like I hate wearing shorts, but if I wear anything other than shorts, I'm gonna die for 45 minutes on a subway <laughs> car. What about personally? How's Alan's relationship with Alan? I will say that is certainly the one that I think is. We'll say three out of ten. <gasps> Alan, that's low. It, it's it's definitely low. Um, okay. And it's not, I honestly, I always struggle with talking about this part is just like, I know for personally, I know I, at some point, like I definitely need to see a therapist and it's stuff that I, I've got a tons of like backed up stuff that I should talk about, but I'm still like, based on the way I was raised, I'm still like stuck in the part that I don't know how to talk about it yet. Mm. Um, and also, you know, millennial problems, that health insurance hasn't come through. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, that's a whole thing. Therapy's we, expensive, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, right now, while we're technically still unemployed and everything, it's just like a balancing game. Um, but it, the other side of that coin is, you know, I started taking medicine a couple of years ago, and it was going fine for a while, and then it started getting really, really bad. And so I was like, maybe I should stop this particular medicine. And I haven't taken anything then. I had to like wean myself off of it. But since then, I found for the most part, I've been better than I was when I started taking the medicine and largely better than I was when I was taking the medicine. Like, I don't think obviously it, it fixed everything, but I think I've been able to get to a point of acceptance with myself that like I understand these feelings a little bit more. Um, so I'm able to navigate that part. Well, and that's what therapy does, right? That's what's so important about like, and, and I had to learn this when I sort of started navigating therapy in my adult life was it's not about fixing anything. And maybe medicine is, right? Maybe medicine is about fixing things because it attaches, it like attacks the like. Right, like the chemicals that the chemical there. Process. Yeah, exactly. But therapy is about mitigating, right? It's about learning to deal with and live with and work right. with rather than fixing. Yeah, and I think that's something that I'm just, I'm, I'm missing in my life because obviously, you know, I'll talk to Rachel, but at the end of the day, it's not Rachel's job to just hear out all of the things that like affect me. It's certainly, you know, as a husband and wife, it's great to have a relationship where we can talk to one another about it, but I don't want to get to the point where it feels like I'm using her as my therapist. No. Because she's not. not responsible for that. Um, but like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a constant struggle because even on my birthday, I, I had a really rough day on my birthday and not because I'm that kind of person that it's like, oh, it's my birthday. I'm another year older. It's more like I have never, or I have largely from most of my adult life and late teens haven't seen my birthday as something worth celebrating. It's just, I've always tried to be another day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until this year why that is. 
And it was because of Rachel that I realized why that was, which was great. But at the end of the day, I felt even worse because I was like, I'm sorry that you had to be the one to experience the part of like me figuring that out because I, she likes her birthday. She has a great time and she wants to do things for my birthday to make it special. And it was almost like I was actively being like, no, don't do this. I don't want it to be special. And I was like, all right, Alan, you, you're, you're, you're an old enough man now that you can accept, Hey, things happened. It's time to move on. Yeah. I like that. I think it's a, it's a, it's a tricky, but good balance to, uh, work out with a partner of any kind, but you know, a romantic partner, especially of like not relying on them for your entire emotional stability, but letting them be, letting them be an emotional thing. Yeah. That's what the, that's what you say in the wedding stuff. You say, right. Like at some point I'm going to need a crutch and yeah. I appreciate you being that crutch for time. At some point I need you to kick that crutch out from under me and let me walk on my own. Cause it's not your job. And also I want you to kick it out. Cause it'd be funnier if I can do like a tuck and roll like Willy Wonka. Also, birthdays are great. You should go laser tagging. I unless want to that's go what la- happened. If that was the trauma <laughs> that made you not want to have birthdays anymore, was you got laser tagged in the eyes? That goddamn twelve-year-old. I just he came up, punched. No, I love. And that's laser why tag. he doesn't like children. It's all coming together. <laughs> We've got a laser tag so close to us oh. that um, I do want to go, but at the same time, we're trying to like be incredibly careful until both of our that parents works. have the vaccine, because um, they're in like the really like. Uh, danger um range but something that the danger range it's a great show title um that's definitely something i want to go do it's also attached to a bowling place which i used to love bowling post pandemic i've been thinking more like gotta bring your own ball why did we ever go and put our holes in those things our hands in those holes gotta bring your own ball yeah i can't wait you know i always used to make fun of my grandparents for having their own bowling ball and like all that stuff and now i'm like man i need to get a bowling ball my thing is birthday cakes. I can't believe we ever used to blow up birthday candles. And I, we like, I've been, Ooh. I was, I've been really bemoaning the fact that I got really good at handshakes and really confident at handshakes right before the pandemic. And I was like, fuck, we're never going to shake hands ever again. And people are like, no, no, like we'll reach a level of normalcy, normalcy and stuff where we do shake hands again. But there are obviously going to be some things that we don't go back to doing. And honestly, For sure. I think it's birthday candles. I think I, just, I, I can- can't imagine it. I, you know, I can see a large portion not doing birthday candles for a while. I think it's going to come back because at the same time, it's when everybody like starts to slip up. I'm not doing it. I, what I'm saying right now is I won't do it. If you, you won't invite do me it? To your, if you invite me to your party and you blow out candles, I will not eat that cake. Fair, fair. I also like, man, I wish I liked birthday cake more. Like it you depends like on the- cake? I I love ice cream cake. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. That's where it's at. Yeah. Ice cream. Chip. Yeah. I, ice cream cake with chocolate cake, but like- you gotta, you gotta, it's gotta be good. I had this, I had a store-bought cake at some point that is better than any like natural bakery that we've gone to. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. It's so great. And then I was like, oh my God, I ate half a cake all by myself. Like, <laughs> I ate half a cake. <laughs> who did this um, to me? <laughs> we're going to start wrapping up because the longer we go on, the longer you have to emergency edit this episode. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to start wrapping things up. We're going to say all my ending stuff and then you get to tell us your advice for success. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. This has been Dress for the Podcast. You want to podcast about success. You can follow us online at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. We also want to give a big, 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 big thanks to Dimly Wit and Background Joys, our networks. Uh, you can go to backgroundjoys.com to find out more about a bunch of different podcasts like this one and Sweat and Sensibility and the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes that just dropped, um, sort of. And uh, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com backslash 
forward slash? Which slash is it? I think it's backslash. I don't think it is. I think people say backslash a lot when they mean forward slash. Uh, now I can't remember. Because the well, one that goes left on... to right is forward slash. Is it? I've yeah. always thought that like you base it on where the top of the slash is. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh. It's you, the direction of the slash is going. You're breaking my brain. Mm-hmm. So you could go to patreon.com slash background droids uh, to help us figure it to get get some money behind the science of which backslash is backslash and which forward slash is forward slash um do you want to tell us anything about dimly wit alan and the lovely beautiful podcast and product or every, all the other like stuff you're doing you want to plug get do a little plug yeah i'd be happy to um you know dimly wit has had the pleasure this year that we've worked on a lot of virtual productions which is great uh a lot of them are you know available only for a short time but one that's going to be available during the time that we, after this podcast uh last five years with out of the box theatrics um apparently david's favorite musical i just learned that earlier tonight i fucking love it. it's one of it's top top three but i fucking love that musical it's going to, it's going to be fantastic like the footage is the best footage i've ever edited it's so beautiful um, not like my editing was great. It's just like getting to me. I was just like, holy shit, this is great. Um, but also, yeah, check out our podcast, go to dimlywit.com. You can see all the podcasts that are there, uh, shows like this one, um, you know, bad examples, obsessed with the best, uh, with Alex and Tina, um, who you heard Alex last week and hear Tina next week. Um, maybe, maybe we'll see. You'll see how that audio goes. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to join, we have a new membership program that we started this year. You can join us and be a podcast. You can join us and be a YouTube series, whatever you want to do, uh, go to dimlywit.com slash memberships with an S. I don't know why we needed to put the S in there. Cause I keep forgetting it, but it's dimlywit.com slash memberships. It's gonna, it's gonna bump up your success score at least like point two points yeah whatever area you decide um point two is a good one point two is like hey i do a lot for point two um what's your advice how can people be successful my advice is in everything that you do you know largely i would say that this is geared towards artistry and like creating stuff but in everything you do um do it by embracing your limitations not in the face of your limitations um and really by that i mean just like there's always going to be something that is going to make something difficult rather than that letting things get you down take that and use it as a stepping stone to create something you may not have done before right on i like that i'm thinking about facing and you're in the face of what did you, you said something about like in the face uh, of. embrace your limitations instead of uh in the face of your limitations i like that thank make you t- make a t-shirt you'll make a t-shirt yeah i'll, I'll make a t-shirt um it'll get to everyone in six to eight months <laughs> let's get some swag i would love some swag swag is so expensive swag is expensive i'm gonna start another company that does so I, i've i've thought of three business ventures over the course of this podcast is one that provides references one that provides free therapy i didn't even talk about that one i just had it in my head uh free therapy in the form of podcasts and now free swag but i don't know who pays for the free swag taxes yeah i think that's a good that's a good tax uh situation we could swag. probably <laughs> swag tax i think we could get that through congress maybe yeah you know i think so it'll get to everyone about as quick as the stimulus checks there's no there's no checks coming no checks are coming don't don't fool yourself no but swag swag tax it, it it's not coming either no it stop <laughs> it all right end the podcast stop push the button
Hosted on dimlywit.com.